Welcome once again to Drive the Bid, the podcast by autohunter.com. Real quickly, autohunter.com is your favorite site, of course, for bidding on or auctioning vintage or collector cars, vintage or modern collector cars, I should say. Seven-day auctions with a reserve, professional photography available, which we will talk about in this episode. Autohunter.com, brought to you by ClassicCars.com. Come visit both sites. You'll learn all about us and our cars for sale and cars you can purchase and places you can sell your cars and all those fun things. So Autohunter.com, ClassicCars.com. Come visit, check us out, and uh, we'll visit that again later. So welcome, guys. Hey, hey. How's it going? Same host as last week. We have Jeff and Derek. Howdy, everyone. Everybody's had a good week, I hope. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's been great. Excellent. Um, full of uh, hanging out with people. I'll act like I haven't seen you guys in a week, but I see you every day. So right. we'll pretend that uh, we see each other once a week to record this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the highlight of my, of my week. So Excellent. So a couple things we wanted to talk about on this particular episode. Um, one thing that's near and dear to all of our hearts is obviously selling cars. Mm-hmm. And when I say near and dear to our hearts, I mean, we're very opinionated on the best ways to do it. And we see what drives results by looking at cars that sell through our properties, Auto Hunter and Classic Cars. Yeah, you know, I'm not even so much sure that it's just an opinion. I would argue it's almost a fact, right? It's it's clear that there's certain things that obviously sure. contribute to sure. selling your car easier. You're right. Maybe opinionated was the wrong word. Right. But we're, we, have, we have very strong feelings on how to help you sell your car because that's what we do is we help you sell your car. So and, right. and we have informed experience. Yes. I, that's that's better than opinions. Informed experience. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, the that's, writer always coming through with a good way yeah, to tell us kidding. what's going on. So That's what I'm here for. Excellent. All right, so I think that's what we want to chat about today. Uh, we might have a little bit of maybe some event coverage afterwards and mm-hmm. a couple of our picks of the week and some of that fun stuff, but I think one of the things that is most missing from the experience in selling a vintage car is knowing how to sell a vintage car. Agreed. It's not like you're trying to trade in your 2015 Accord. It's a little different. It's a little more involved. It requires a little more work on your part, but one could argue it's part of the ownership experience of a vintage car. It's part of the the lore of a vintage car is, you know, experiencing that car and sharing it with others. And by sharing it with others also includes selling it to others. So you need to be good at sharing it with others to sell it to others. Right. And I think a lot of, you know, misconception, for example, so along the lines of what you said there, Brad, um, it seems like a lot of people, obviously, there's, you know, you really enjoy the car. But how do you show somebody else that they'll enjoy the car without them actually getting behind the wheel and driving it, right? What causes them to go, I should buy this car specifically? And the best way to do that would be by displaying the car correctly when you choose to sell it or in this case, put it on an online auction, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things that goes back to the we're not selling a 2015 Accord here is Mm -hmm. the driving of the car. If you have a 2015 Accord and that's what you're looking to buy, you can go to any Honda dealer, you know, in a 10, 20, 30 mile radius of your home, and there's probably four or five of them. Right. Um, and you can test drive 100 2015 Hondas. Mm-hmm. If you're in the market for a 1972 Corvette, it, it's a lot more difficult to find one that somebody will either A, let you drive, 
or B, is close enough to make it even feasible because there's not 15 of them in inventory within 10 miles of your house. Right. And like you, you probably know exactly what a Honda Accord looks like, right? Sure. For collector vehicles, we're Obviously, most of these vehicles, I would say, are used vehicles, right? So they're in At this point, for sure. Yeah. Things, right? <laughs> so you, 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 just because you've driven a 1970 Dodge Challenger doesn't mean you know what this 1970 Dodge Challenger that's true is too. like, right? Yeah, that's so true too. So it's all about getting an idea of what this specific vehicle has as well. So like, obviously, you know, in the time that we've been around, we've listed a bunch of really similar vehicles, right? But they're always, you know, varying levels of which has that and this and all yeah, that that changes. Restored versus original and right. modified versus stock and right. how it's been restored and who restored it and the important details to capture in any you know online sale of anything is going to be in images because you're not putting a physical object in front of somebody you're not in the store you know holding it touching it feeling it sitting in it you're you're basically buying off of emotion and pictures right so yeah. you need to make sure it's presented properly yeah and you know it's not just the the passion behind it but it's just uh, for the potential bidders, it's a comfort zone. And the more pictures they have, the more comfortable they're going to feel about putting money down on it. Yeah. For, for sure. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, Derek. One of the things I was going to say was that being that everything these days is online, the most important part is taking the photos, right? Because of what you mentioned, if you're trying to display everything there, they can't just see the car in person or immediately most times, right? Everything's on online. So you could be looking at a car in another state. So you want to make sure that it's good enough that somebody somewhere else is going to be confident in bidding on that car in that instant. I, I think in my, I'm, I'm going to sum this all up right now before we get too into details and sure. then we'll get back into details. <laughs> but one of the things that I always tell people when they're trying to sell a car online or trying to sell a car through an auction site or even whatever way they're trying to sell a car is look at the pictures. You know, somebody's not coming to your house to look at this car. Would you spend your asking price on that car based on the pictures that you put up? And that generally is a more open way to look at it because you want $30,000 for your 1972 Corvette. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to give you $30,000. If you take three pictures in your garage mm -hmm. that don't show anything on the car and it's in the dark and it's covered in boxes, right? You know, it's not, nobody wants that. They want to mm -hmm. know the true experience of what the car is. And that doesn't mean you need a full photo studio with lighting and a professional photographer all the time. You know, at, at times that's even too much because now you're over presenting the car mm -hmm. and it's no longer honest. You don't want, you know, super touched up edited pictures. You don't want stuff that doesn't show the car in its true condition. You want the most honest, nice, clear, crisp photos. We're not, we're not going for art here. You know, artistic photos are great. I think the three of us all enjoy taking pictures and all have photography as one of our hobbies and mm -hmm. cars tend to be one of our subjects because that's just what we're into. But you know, and it's great to have those artsy, nice pictures and maybe your lead image is an artsy, nice picture, but what the auction needs and what online car sales need is clear, concise pictures of details and of all the damage. Functional, not fancy. A hundred percent. Well, I think, you know, to kind of bridge the gap between those as well. I think to an extent, obviously you can spend about as much as you want on a paint job these days, right? If you want sure. to spend $40,000, you can't. And so even at that, if you're taking those photos in your garage, 
that paint job is going to look nowhere near the $40,000 that you spent on it. Sure thing. As it will if you park it outside in the sun or specifically in a scenic background, such as like a lake, um, something like that. You, you don't want something to distract from the car. I think right. that's uh, image image taking tip number one. Yeah. Um, you don't want something to distract from the car. And you mentioned sun, but that could also be a negative. You know, you don't want the car sitting in the noontime sun because it will that's be true. blown out and, you know, it's hard to look at it and bunch reflections of are spots. weird, bunch of hot spots. You know, it's not weird, but uh, it is weird, excuse me. Um, but you're right, the background is important too because you don't want it to be distracting to the car. You want the car to be the centerpiece. And I think what I'm trying to say is artsy shots are fine. You can have your artsy shots, but I think you also need to make sure that you really get in there with the whole nitty gritty of everything. You got to get the, the focus. There's essentials, obviously, right? There's essentials yep. that'll break down the things that people are going to want to see. Um, obviously, looking for certain areas like undercarriage shots, right? There's nothing artsy about undercarriage shots. I mean, there could be. I Yeah, okay, you're right. I suppose if you got a pro, yeah. you know, your pro steering cars, pro touring cars that are racing, right? Obviously, have full coilover suspension and all the extra stuff. Sure, or even a nice, a nicely detailed undercarriage could be shot in a very artsy way, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for... Maybe an artsy photo or two to dry in, and then right. some nice. The money shot should be crisp, clear images of everything, good and bad, to honestly sell the car. Because the other problem is you don't want to not show damage on a car. And when I say damage, I mean obviously if the car is heavily damaged, you're going to notate it. But even if the car has a rock chips here and there, or a scratch on the door that happened 30 years ago in a parking lot, it's important to document that as well. And it's not going to hurt the value so much that it's going to give confidence in the buyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just going to make the process easier in the end because, you know, people can sniff it out. Like if, if they don't see a certain angle, you know, they ask, oh, well, why aren't you showing this? And then if you leave it out and it happens to be discovered, it's just going to lead to problems in the end. Sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I think a good way to, to really get into this topic is to start with the basics. I think we're, we're getting too deep too quickly. Right. I think we need to start with the basics. Um, the most important thing to remember when taking a picture of your car for online sales is how you hold your camera. So many people mm. these days have cell phones and the cameras and cell phones are, while not to the level of a nice, you know, full-bodied DSLR, DSLR yeah. or film camera, they take a pretty nice picture compared to what they used to. And you can... You can get by. With you can get by photos. with with your cell phone camera, provided you have a semi modern, a semi modern non flip cell phone. Yeah, most of them are going to have a, a pretty good camera by today's standards. Yeah, it's important to hold that camera in landscape, landscape or horizontal. mode, horizontal, yeah, yeah. sideways, so it's like a brick in your hand that's lengthways longer and not taller. Yes, um, very important. Very important. Every place that you're going to post that car is going to post the images in landscape orientation. And people can be vocal about that, too. Like the fact if you take it in portrait mode, you know, or portrait orientation, people, it bugs people. Well, it bugs people for a couple of reasons. One, because it doesn't fit the template for the website that it's going to be put on usually. Yep. Uh, and two, because in order to make it fit that template, you're either going to stretch the image and it's going to look weird or you're going to have to crop off bits of the image that will include parts of the car. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the way to do it. So you want to make sure that if you do nothing else we tell you today, at least hold the camera in landscape mode for any photos of your car or videos for that matter. Yeah. You know, unless you're trying to sell it on TikTok, that's a whole other story. Instagram if you're trying to sell in traditional, yeah. traditional, traditional space or 
Actually, we're not traditional. We're an online car auction. If you're trying to sell at a traditional online car auction, you're going to want to have the video or the picture in landscape mode every single time. Um, it makes our job easier. It makes your car look better, and it helps in the end. So. Yeah, and it's easier to stabilize, too. You have more control over it. Sure. I didn't even think about it that way, but you're, you're probably correct. It, it probably is better. Um, too many people these days just whip out that cell phone and hold it like they're going to make a phone call and take the picture, yeah. and then it doesn't quite work. And I'm not saying that horizontal photos are wrong. There's a place in this world for them, but it's not on the online car sales. They need to be in a nice, uh, similar mode, I guess you'd say. You know, whether you're taking a picture from the side of the car, where landscape mode obviously makes sense, or the direct front of the car, where you might think that you know portrait mode or horizontal mode works, you still want it in landscape mode because you want it to fit the, the image on the screen. That's that's the important right. part. I'd rather have more backdrop that gets cropped out than not have enough. Just, yeah, you can, yeah. can always crop it out for social media yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So stuff and and that's deal. that's probably tip two is unless you're shooting small details, shoot wide. Mm -hmm. That way, the people who are going to post it up can crop it to fit their site if they need it. So if you're taking a picture for whatever sales site you're using, whether it's one of ours or God forbid somebody else's, um, it'll be easier for them to crop the pictures to fit and fit the look of their site if there's you know a little bit extra background that maybe they like, don't don't walk up clo close enough to the car so that the front bumper is in the left side and the rear bumper is the right side of the image and there's no room for error. You don't want that either. You want to have enough space around to to edit them as far as cropping to fit on the site. So mm -hmm. I think that once you've figured out that point of photography for this kind of stuff. The rest is less important. I would say that's the biggest frustration. Now, Jeff, you are an account rep here, so you get yeah. pictures sent to you all the time. What is your yes. biggest frustration when you see pictures? Is it landscape mode versus uh, so, portrait mode? Yeah, I would say landscape is a big one. Um, but I guess to move on to another topic of proper photo taking, um, I would say uh, framing is a big one. So often we get a lot of photos of cars where the car is partially cut off or we're missing like just the back corner yep. of a car. And the you need to get the whole car in the frame right sure unless we're talking about close-up detail shots unless you're talking about detail yep. shots obviously with interior shots it's hard to get photos 100 percent. and that's that's like. why i mentioned to make sure you shoot wide shooting right. wide means to step back a little bit mm -hmm. make sure the whole car is in there make sure that the only other you know the borders are, are clear of your thumbprint on your phone as well which is important but but make sure the whole car has enough room for us to crop it out and crop it down and yeah don't cut off just one little bit of the car yeah well That's, you know to put it into another perspective right if you were taking a photo of somebody how weird would it be if you took a photo of them but their hand was out of the frame yeah very weird right yeah i, so, I think i'd say more like one ear is missing That'd be even weirder. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Why Why would you want it cut off like that? It doesn't sure. make any sense. You want to see the whole photo. Um, so when you take photos of your car, take photos with the entire car in frame, and then you take them in horizontal mode, it gets even easier, it turns out, to fit the entire car in there. So it's a, there's a two-for-one in there, right? Sure. Phone sideways, and now all of a sudden, it's way easier to fit the entire car in there. Yeah, especially if you're taking a picture of like a, you know, big 60s or 70s car you need as much room as you can get yeah absolutely right I, I would say and this is something that i've used with people in the past as a, as a rule of thumb um obviously we want more photos than just you know the overall photos of the car right but if you can walk around the car in like a think of a clock so you have 12 positions on a clock mm -hmm. if you take a picture from each of those 12 positions walking around the car and in each picture 
from each, you know, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If each one of those pictures is the whole car in frame, that's an excellent base to start your photography from for your car sale, because you're going to have every, every corner of the car shown plus the car shown in full in every one of mm-hmm. them. And if you can at least do that as well as use That'd be huge. landscape mode, we're going to be very happy. Yeah. Once you have those 12 frames and your, you know, your, your 12 o'clock clock, then you can get in close and take details, take pictures of the emblems, take pictures of the wheels, take pictures of each tire individually so you can see the tread. If you can take pictures of the date codes and the tires, even better. Take pictures mm-hmm. of the seats. Take pictures of the seats folded forward. Take pictures of the the floor mats. Then put the floor mats up and take pictures under the floor mats. And as as many pictures as you can is is needed. So again, you're trying to sell somebody something you own, and you want them to know exactly what they're buying for two reasons: one, so they're interested, and two, so they don't come back afterwards and say, "Why wasn't it disclosed that?" You know, underneath the floor mat, the carpet was missing or underneath the trunk mat, there's a hole in the floor. Like these things are important to show up front because they're going to cause issues in the back end. Yeah. And, you know, the next step in that is we're trying to sell it for our clients. So the more pictures we have, the better informed we are and the better able we are to pass that information along to bidders. And and that's again, that's your department, Derek. You're the writer. Um, One of the writers. The the writer will call you quote, quotes the unquote. Well, yeah, writer. editor, and then uh, I, I write some of the listings, and then I got a crack squad of guys that uh, bangs out the listings, and uh, yeah, I mean the more yep the more info we have, the better. Specifically, yeah, like you know one one thing that I've noticed is you know if you say for instance, oh, it has a protecto plate. You know that's cool that we can pass that information along. Sure, to give me a picture of it. Yeah, we yeah. need pictures of that. Yeah. Then in your story, you could say, you know, a car comes with its original protecto plate. Photos available in the gallery. Yeah, and somebody can go look at that protecto plate and read it the way it's supposed to be. On in this case, that'd be an old GM car, obviously. Yeah. So right. it's a uh, it's very important to get pictures of your car in the clearest, most concise way possible. If you can't get to the car in a good light situation wait four or five days until Saturday and do it on a Saturday. Like make sure you get this car done right because you're going to sync that listing so fast with bad pictures. Well, the other thing is, is you have to understand back to my point of everything being online. Mm-hmm. The people that are bidding on these cars are looking at your car sight unseen, right? Right. So taking a photo from like you mentioned, Brad, all of the clock angles sounds like it might be a lot or too much in some cases, but what it is is it's enough for somebody on the internet to be able to look at that car and go, okay, I can see all the details. I can see all the angles. I can get a, a good idea of what that car looks like. I like that car, and then sure. I'm going to bid on that car. And another important part of angles is if you own this car, presumably you know a thing or two about it, mm-hmm. and you've researched these cars, and you know a thing or two about where these cars have problem areas. Mm-hmm. Say you're from somewhere in the Northeast where they use salt in the roads, and you know it's an old car, maybe a lot of them rust in front of the rear wheel. Mm-hmm. And you can say, all right, well, all these cars rust in front of the rear wheel. Here's a picture of in front of the rear wheel of my car, close up, where there's, there is no rust present. Mm-hmm. Just to show you know, what the difference is between your car and the next car. And those are the kind of pictures that we need to add to after the 12 o'clock and all of the obvious detail pictures. It's just, you might think, well, there's no damage there. I don't need to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a common area that you know these cars get damaged and yours is not damaged, 
That's a pretty good idea to take a picture of it. Let's let's get that close up. Let's if you send us two hundred and fifty two hundred and fifty photos, we're not going to be mad that you sent us too many photos. We're going to no. be psyched that you we're did not excited. send us enough. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's so a good that's problem. That's a good to part. Have. Yeah, yeah. Yes. we want as many as we can have. Cra- crash all our computers with too many photos, <laughs> and we'll be happy. I mean, we've we've seen listings with two hundred and fifty plus photos in them. Yep. We've seen listings with forty photos in them. Mm-hmm. We've seen listings with. 20 six. photos. Uh, we wouldn't list the car with six photos, but yeah, we we didn't have an issue there, but we've seen with under 40 in the past and it just doesn't do the car any justice. Mm-hmm. You know, you really need to have as many photos as you can find. Right. And in the digital age, it's getting really easy. It doesn't cost a dime. It doesn't cost anything. Nope. Yep. All of this is free. You already mm-hmm. have the phone. More than likely, if you have a phone, you have an email. More than likely, if you have an email, they have a, some kind of a server that you can send photos through. And if you don't, we actually have, and most of the other auction sites as well, which, um, let's be honest, this is not just for us. This is in, in general advice for, the, advice in general, for yeah. the selling a car in the internet age, whether it's through our auction site or wherever else, places remaining nameless, um, <laughs> whether it's through autohunter.com or our competitors. Or classiccars.com. Uh, or classiccars.com, yep. Um, the, they're all going to want the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it just it just makes sense. These are good common practices to use all the time. Yeah. You know what I also wanted to point out? You mentioned how harsh sunlight, right? Sure. Obviously affects your sunlight. Um, for the sake of sharing some information, um, for those of you non-photo savvy, there is what's referred to as golden hour mm-hmm. in the photography world, which essentially happens twice a day. So that would be first thing in the morning as the sun's kind of rising up. There's that period there where the lighting's not too harsh yep. and the sun's not directly overhead. And that's usually, I would say, like right as it's coming up. So it's not dark, but it's not necessarily super bright. And then it also happens in the evening, which again, the reason I'm not saying times is because obviously it varies. But depends time. on where you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then when the sun's going down would be the other side of golden hour. So yes. basically you don't want it directly overhead because you get lots of harsh I, from From first light till about 45 minutes after after in right. about 45 minutes till last light. Mm-hmm. The That's usually about beautiful. when you can get your best your best pictures. Mm-hmm. And obviously it depends on where you are in the country too. If you're in Southern California and you know you're at dawn, you have that nice fog layer over over the sky and it really mm-hmm. mutes the light and it makes the car look really pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this other environmental factors to take in place there too like Somebody might say, "Oh, it's cloudy and kind of kind of gray out today. I don't want to take pictures of my car." I love your incorrect. Yeah, it's yeah, the I best time to take pictures of your car. Yeah. yeah, because it won't blow out any details mm-hmm. with light. It'll be a nice soft light in the car. It'll look natural and it'll look really nice. It, it doesn't. This doesn't require a nice sunny day. If your only option is to take pictures midday, so be it. So be it. You can do it. And um, sometimes you can kind of fudge angles to get less of a hot spot in certain areas. And there's no rule that says you can't move the car. Well, yeah, so if sure the sun behind you, if the yeah. sun is behind you taking pictures, great. Then you move to the other side of the car, and now the sun's in front of you. Well, just turn the car around. Yep, it's it not a big deal. Seconds. We we don't yep. want to see pictures into the sun because what's going to happen is think of trying to talk to somebody and they're sitting in front of a, a lamp. And all you can see is the lamp and you can't see their face because the brightness is behind it them. Makes me think of the, the police interrogations with the spotlight. Well, that's exactly face. why they yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same kind of deal right there. Yeah. yeah. If you've ever been pulled over and the cop shines a light in your face, yeah. that's how your car looks. There so you, you take go. a picture facing yep. the sun. Yep. You don't want that. Yeah. So obviously all of our listeners are excellent drivers and don't get pulled of over. Course. So we're not making never. judgments. Yeah. Yeah. Neither do we. I mean, right. No, I've never been pulled over. Yeah, I've never this been year for speeding. This year, <laughs> nice qualifier there. It's February. There's time yet. Um, 
generally in my older age, I don't get pulled over. But there was a time in my exuberant youth when I was uh, prone to be found on the side of the road in front of a police car. But that's beside the point. I think we all probably were when we were younger and dumber. But anyway. Oh, oh yeah. We're on a tangent now. We're going to go back to photography. So Perfect. Yeah. Um, so we talked about light. We talked about sunlight, not shooting into the light. Same thing goes for unnatural light if you're using a lit room, which sometimes, unfortunately, that's the only thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Say, I'll go back to my New England example again because that's where I'm from and that's what I know. Say it's the middle of winter and it's we're currently negative 10 degrees and it's places. snowy and icy and the car's in the garage and you can't take it out until April when the road's cleared, it's warm out and it's dark by 4.30 and you're still at work anyway. <laughs> um, you Obviously, pictures can work indoors. It's a lot more difficult. Um, you have to be more creative with the angles. You have to make sure, again, that you can get the whole car in frame, and that's going to be the problem indoors. Most people don't have a studio in their house to take pictures of their car. Mm-hmm. You know, the garage is going to be a one- or two-car garage, and mm-hmm. you, you can't do it. Right. Same thing. Take the car out, turn it around, park it at an angle, find ways to get the whole car in shot, and please don't take pictures under fluorescent lights. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about that for a little bit. So obviously, sometimes you have no choice, right? There's a good chunk of the country that has no choice when winter in Canada. Let's let's be honest. You can go to a Harbor Freight and buy an LED lamp that you right. use to give you a, a less harsh of a light than a fluorescent light in your garage. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And that's why I'm indulging this because, you know, you don't always have the choice. Now, you could say sometimes you just have to hold on to the car. And wait until after winter sure. to sell it. It happens. Um, which would probably yield you yeah. the best results. But if you absolutely have to sell the car and you have no choice but to take photos in your garage, um, like you mentioned, make sure the whole car is in frame, the best practices, but then make sure there's no clutter. Yeah, um, make sure it's a clean looking garage. Yes. It doesn't need to be a clean garage. It needs to have the appearance of being a clean garage. Yes. Kick everything into the driveway for a night. It'd well, be fine. The other thing I've seen is we actually had somebody hang some tarps. Oh, that um, works so too. we sold a Mach 1 from Canada. Yep. And what the gentleman did is he had some tarps. He put yep. them over some of his you know, tool sheds and cabinets in there just to kind of clean up the background a little bit. And that car sold. Yep. So that, that car that sold had, really well too. Yes. It had a mix of both photos. Um, so that was fantastic. So that's just an example of, you know, obviously the car was in Canada, which Canada sure. is a pretty snowy place this time of year. Sometimes. So yeah, this was a month ago, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah. Uh, he was able to get the job done regardless, even with a mix of garage photos and some outside photos he had of the car as well. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's the thing too. Like if it's in the garage and let's say for some reason you, you can't even move it out of the garage, doesn't mean you can't open the garage door to let some more light in, mm-hmm. you know, yep, worst 100%. case scenario. Yep. Yeah, anything is better than the fluorescent lights that are yes. in most garages. The, the one bulb fluorescent light that okay, probably yeah. lights or up. Or the one incandescent bulb on a string in yes. the middle of the garage. Yes. Yeah, it's also are, pretty bad. Yeah. 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 I, and unfortunately, I mean, it, it stinks to say it, but at the end of the day, if you can't get us good pictures, it doesn't make sense. We or any other auction site is not going to run your car. Because the idea is to sell it. The idea is to sell it. It doesn't do us any good to not sell your car. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, doesn't, like do, doesn't do you any good. doesn't do us any good. Mm-hmm. We put as much work into every listing whether the car has sold or not Mm -hmm. so when a car doesn't sell and we don't get our buyer's commission then we've just put that same effort into it for for what for nothing for a try Mm -hmm. so we want your best interest is in the heart of all of those involved with trying to sell your car Mm -hmm. because that's that's how it works it doesn't do us any good to put your car out there and 
have it no sale because we didn't take an extra 20 minutes to take the right pictures. You know what, guys? I think Jerry Maguire said it best. Oh. Help me help you. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 true. Like mm-hmm. this is why we're doing this podcast. This is why we're having this session talking about photography because you know, people get intimidated by it. People see, you know, professional photographers take beautiful pictures and they say I could never do that. Well, and the beauty is you don't have to. We don't need that. We just yeah. need nice clear pictures. We are currently in 2022. The beauty of being in 2022 is you take a picture with your cell phone. You can see what the image is going to look like before you click the shutter button. We're not telling you to go out there and spend $100 on film and Mm -hmm. hope you got the shot right and hope the exposure was right and hope Mm -hmm. it gets developed properly. You can see the image in front of you on your cell phone before you click the shutter button. And you can take a million of them. You can take as many as you want. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing to remember is you can see the image. Sometimes we've gotten some images, and we're not going to point any fingers at anybody individually, but we've seen some, and we said, at what point did this person sit here and go, I see this image on my cell phone screen, it'll sell my car, and then click it, and then it's completely crooked and it's dark and the thumb obscures half of it and there's mm-hmm. a reflection of them in the mirror in the background and they're not wearing a shirt. So let's uh, let's be mindful of all of those things and do it's, it right. It's good to take your time. I would say the time invested will definitely pay off in terms of the overall sale value of the car, right? 100%. Like you can, even if you put it in a, you know, if you want to take the effort to financially put it out, whatever you make you know, wise and mm-hmm. then put that into an hourly rate for yourself. I bet you, you will make that back if you sell the car. 100% to take the proper photo. Nothing sells a car better than these good pictures. Also, that being said with our particular site, we do offer professional photography options, mm-hmm. which we can talk to you about when you list your car with us, which will take all of this off your plate and you won't have to worry about it at all. In which case you can shut this episode off right now and give us a call and we'll hook you up. But if you are taking your own pictures, this is this is all important stuff. You really need to make sure you present the car as it needs to be presented, as clearly and honestly as you can. Um, I think another point, which I just brought up, honesty. Um, we talked about dents. We talked about other things like mm-hmm. if the car leaks oil, don't Photoshop out the spot in the ground. Like it's part of the car story. Everybody knows these cars are... 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years old, mm-hmm. chances are pretty good they're going to leak. If you're not selling the car with the same wheels you've always had on it, put the wheels on the car you're going to sell the car with mm-hmm. because that will also sink. You know, people don't want to see what it could look like. They want to see what the car they're buying is looking like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's important not to over Photoshop these things. We don't want to make them look better than they are. We want to make them look as honest and nice as they are. And that's why people buy a car. They see something they like. They want that thing. They don't want a misrepresentation of that thing. Right. But you know what I I want to bring up as a, it's not really a counterpoint, but as a different point of view in that as well. If your car is dirty, just wash it. It sounds like something you wouldn't think you'd have to talk about, right? But you're essentially removing money from the sale of your car if it looks dirty. Now, I understand there are some situations where maybe you're taking a car over from somebody. Maybe it's a project car and whatever it is, it's been sitting for a little bit and has some dust on it. It's really easy just to rinse it off real quick with water. You don't need to do a full detail or anything like that. And that'll make a world of a difference in just how the car presents itself. Yep. 
I mean, there's the odd occasion where a car has been sitting since 1935 and it's a barn find and it's yep, different. Yeah, some of those. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the car that's been parked in the family garage for five years and not touched. Right. You know, and, and, and we can tell and the buyer can tell. Yep. And that's going to also not help the car sell because they're going to say, well, they haven't touched this car in five years. Why haven't they touched it? What's right. wrong with it? What else does it need? What else has gone bad while it's sitting? Mm-hmm. Like again, not telling you to misrepresent. You know, you can say, "Hey, car's been sitting for five years," but if it looks like it's been sitting for five years, nobody's gonna want it, and we're gonna list it as a project car. So you better be hope. You better hope you're ready to take the cut of pay that's gonna come from going from a nice running driving car to a project car. Right. So, and, and I think, you know, if you sell, let's say it's a project car and takes however long to dust it off and everything, I think that the memory of the time spent doing that is going to fade once the sale is complete. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, in- we're currently listing a project car on the site right now, and the seller rolled it outside and did a bunch of nice pictures in the sun, and it's it's doing it's very well. It a lot. It's yeah. doing very well already. Mm-hmm. It's already up, I think, to the numbers where... I don't want to say too much, but it's it's up to the numbers where we're comfortable with the car. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely it definitely helped. And well, let's take a moment to talk about the alternative, right? So we talked about how your time invested in taking photos will pay off in the end. Now, albeit I understand there are people out there that will never have time in their busy lives to take the photos themselves, right? And whether you don't have somebody that can take them for sure. you, whatever the case, we do have professional photos. And a perfect example of how that could be is you invest some money to have somebody else who has some of the gear and some of the stuff and has our yep. know-how and our photo sheet and all that and how they want to shoot the car will come out and take photos of the car for you. And again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, right? It's as simple. Most of the cars we have will be like, you know, driveway photos or in their street or something like that. Sure. Nothing crazy, but the photographer knows what they're doing. And in some instances, we have cars that perform exceptionally with those photos, like the Mach 1 we had in. Yeah, same one we just talked about. Oh, the other Mach uh, different 1. One. Sorry, different yeah, Mach 1. This is a different yeah, Mach 1. Wait, two no, red Mach this ones. is not a Canadian Mach 1. This was a U.S. Mach 1. Yeah, you're correct. Those that sold that, for 110000 Those pictures came out really nice in that car, and they yes, helped that car a lot. and they had a lot, yes. Yep. And it was mm-hmm. a good, honest representation of what that car was, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. So, and listen, if an online auction is a pretty simple way to sell a car, obviously. Mm-hmm. You take pictures, you send them to us, we do all the work, mm-hmm. car goes in the truck, goes away. Um it can be the most simple process in the world. If you want to do a professional photographer, you could have a detailer come to your house and clean it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you literally don't well. have to yeah. do anything yeah. except make phone calls. Right. So there's a lot of ways to do this and it all boils down to make the car worth what the car is worth in pictures. Make, mm-hmm. make somebody want to spend 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 110 grand in the case of that Mustang mm-hmm. sight unseen on a car and make, make, make the car worth that with pictures. And it's, it, it's it's funny to say as an enthusiast and as a you know a hobby photographer, is it's funny to say that some people just aren't into it, but they're not because you know everybody's into different things. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to sit here and say you know it's easy just do it. But if you don't want to do it, there's other ways to get it done. But the most important thing is to make sure it looks good when you try to sell the car. Yeah, yeah. just do it. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, copyright infringement. <laughs> uh oh. <uh-oh. laughs> 
the the strike from the record is, we're getting a cease and desist yeah you know even if you if photos aren't your thing i've seen plenty of examples where there's family members or friends that do like to take photos right there's been sure. a lot of instances where we're talking to people about their cars we got all the information from the owner and everything about you know the vehicle itself but then they let us know like hey i've got a buddy that can take these photos yep. fantastic buddy will take the car for a weekend get all the photos and then those photos are fantastic and we can use those for the listing as well so 100 you never know what may just be around right you may have that friend that just does the photos on the side and maybe they could take the photos for you absolutely i mean in this day and age people have dslrs it's a very mm-hmm. common thing it's not it's not like the old days where you either had a point and shoot or you knew some guy that might have a photo lab at his house with a <laughs> 35 millimeter you know slr camera and did it on the weekends but right pretty much everybody knows somebody at least who's got a nice camera or again the cell phone works too so just do it right yeah well i believe we all have our own cameras but we're also all hobbyists hobby photographers right but we we don't get paid right our gear was bought by us by choice right so sure. there's obviously a lot the there's fact a lot that of us three out, out there. of the three people in the room all yeah. have cameras i <laughs> this think is, this is true for a lot to say this is that. true and we're a wide variety of ages too so it's not even like an age thing it's just a, right. a now thing so right yeah no everybody's got a camera so okay i say everybody but to the people who don't have a camera, lots of other people have a camera and you should just use it. Uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up about pictures before I think we probably are going to move on. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to have as many pictures as you can that are current up to date, like as nearest to the auction date as possible. Uh, we've also gotten sometimes people will send us a collection of pictures they've taken over the lifetime they've owned the car, which is great. For the history. For the history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's great for selling the lifestyle. Say we had photos, a guy yes. with a, you know, an FJ, um, FJ40, which is an SUV. And he sent us pictures of it, like off-roading and camping and going on fishing trips and carrying canoes. And those are all excellent pictures to add to the end of all the pictures mm-hmm. because they help sell the lifestyle of the vehicle. And if you have those, that's great. Mm-hmm. But we can't just sell a car with those. Right. We need to have the... I, I hate to say like the sanitary clean pictures of it in your driveway is the only thing we need, but we need those more than we need pictures of the car out in the woods. The I love having those. I don't want to yeah. turn those down. You're setting the scene. I, you're you setting the scene. The car. You're, you're giving the, the lifestyle of that car away. Like I know mm-hmm. whenever I sell a car because I'm a hobby photographer, I have... I take pictures of cars like they're my firstborn child. Like I have tons <laughs> of pictures of every car in every situation on every road trip, on every mountain pass, on every, you know, roadside attraction, every waterfront view. There's a picture of my car in front of it mm-hmm. because that's just what I do. But if I was going to sell said car, I would need to take all of my pictures that we talked about are, you know, 12 o'clock clock, all the details, the interior, the undercarriage and the hood, all that stuff and have that be the main part of the listing. And then at the end, you throw in, I don't know, five to ten of your best of your favorite lifestyle pictures you have with the car. That's mm-hmm. great. I like seeing those, but those can't be all we get. So yeah. No. But I think some photos that are always good, right, would be going back to what you said. There's certain things that should be pointed out. So you have to ask yourself what is special about your car, whether that's numbers matching, do you have photos of the engine block? Do you have photos of oh, modifications? Yeah. yeah, some of the detail shots that we didn't even talk about yet. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You so, have casting numbers on engines, right. on magic number cars. Modification, uh, take, body p- tags. Take pictures of your invoices. Yep. Tags. Yes. Any invoices, invoices you have. Dealer stickers. Yeah, we'll edit out your address and phone number, so no worries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pictures of invoices, pictures of parts that you've replaced recently. 
Um, that's why I said pictures of all four tires with the tread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, literally anything you have with the car helps sell yeah. the car. It's, yeah. What? Yeah. What would you like to tell the next yeah. owner of the car? Right. What, and then when that owner buys that car, they tell all their friends, "Oh, I bought this car. It's great. It has matching this numbers and matching mm-hmm. that numbers, and I have every invoice." that the guy still had. And on top of it, I had this cool picture of the car sitting in front of Mount Rushmore because he drove it past Mount Rushmore and took a picture. So that's what I mean. All of those things combined make the perfect auction listing. Yeah, because yeah. in, in those cases, it's not just a matter of the information. It's people love history, and it's especially car nuts that love the yep. history that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more of that you can provide, the better. Well, you know, and to, to point out how you can display that even in a way, right? So we had a car that we were uh, working with that had three to four previous owners worth of records in the car. Yeah. And that can be a lot to take photos of every individual thing. But what you can do is you can take photos of the binder, point out specific details that 100%. are critical. And what that does is that tells the better the uh, the volume you have of receipts for the right. car. And obviously that's something we typically point out in the listings as well, right? Like, hey, sure. this has not only service records, but receipts for parts and other things like that to go along with the vehicle. I sold a car a long time ago, mm-hmm. pre-auction days. Um, and I bought the car and the person who owned the car, unfortunately had passed away suddenly, mm-hmm. but everything in the car that he took to work, his last day driving the car was in the car. It had his newspaper, it had his parking pass, it had his hard oh, wow. hat, it had his, um, paperwork for work and all this cool stuff was in the back of the car. And mm-hmm. I had it all in a binder and I took pictures of it and I mm-hmm. listed it online and the guy who bought the car wound up being so into all that stuff that he keeps it all in a cardboard box in the trunk. So every time he brings the car to a car show, that's he so tells cool. that story. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of thing, like that's what you're talking about. People love this history. Like they love mm-hmm. to have that extra connection to the car and it, it also builds value in the car. It'll help. Yeah. Take yeah, photos it, of it. It builds value in the car. It's not mm-hmm. just in that case, it was a 1979 Honda Accord. Like not exactly the first car you think of when you think, you know, enthusiast online auction car, but mm-hmm. it's point, it's a vintage car. It's neat. It survived. I loved it. This guy loved it. Obviously the original owner loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now still being loved and still being shown off today because of that connection to the original owner. And I think that that kind of stuff is really what sucked me into this hobby, to be honest with you. I love cars. But well, man, do I love a good story. Yeah. You, can't, you can't buy that. Right? No, you can't. Yeah, and that's that's that what helps build value into a car as well. So if you have that stuff, take pictures of it too and, <laughs> and tell us about it. That's something I find so beautiful about uh, car enthusiasm in general is, you know, I typically think of it like, oh, well, you, you want to... Uh, you you want to start this love of cars in younger generations, like your kids or, you know, just kids in general. But the beauty of it is it can transfer from adult to adult with cases like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Definitely. So anyway, that's that's the basics. If we think of some more stuff, we'll uh, we'll do a second part to this. Maybe uh, we didn't even cover videos. Oh, yeah. So that, that could be a whole episode in itself. What do we want in videos and auctions? So to talk about it briefly, the Very best briefly. thing would be to have a walk around of the car. While idling. With the car idling so yep. they can get a sense of what the car Start that like. video inside the car when the car is cold. Start it up cold. Let them hear how easy it starts mm-hmm. or how difficult it starts. And walk around the car with idling. Give it maybe a couple of quick blips of the throttle just to show that it runs good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want burnout videos. We don't want donut videos. We don't want drag racing videos. We just want nice, you know, still videos. If you have somebody else to have stand on the side of the road while you drive by so it's, people can see it in motion and hear it in motion, that might help too. Um, 
That's a, just a quick touch on videos, though. I don't yeah. want to get too deep into that well, right now. You know, yeah, you know what I do want to point out while we're here is sure actually thing. on our website, so autohunter.com, there is a user guide that has a seller photo guide that gives you not only descriptions of everything, but gives you photos of essentially that clock that Brad mentioned. There's a picture of a Shelby Cobra that shows some of the different angles and what it looks like um, taking photos of those cars. So if you guys need a visual or you want just something maybe physical to look at that's about what we talked about in terms of what it takes to go to your uh, take photos of your car, go yep. to autohunter.com, take a look at that user guide. I think it'll help a lot. Sure. I think we like a minimum, a minimum of 40 photos, we usually mm-hmm. say. Yep. Um, and that's definitely a minimum. We, we want more. Like I right. said, send us 250. Doesn't it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Like give us every angle of everything. Pictures of the bottoms of the doors and under the dashboard, in the glove box. Right. You might not think they're important, but, but somebody might. Better will appreciate it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. If you I, get a floor jack, jack the car up and take as many pictures as you can of the bottom of the car. Like mm-hmm. get as much as you can. Access to a lift, even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See if the guy at Jiffy Lube will take well a picture said. in the pit at the bottom of your car. Who knows? <laughs> and I'll well say said. this as a as a car enthusiast and you know a fan of menswear and accessories. You know, as the more photos you have, the better the chance of having you know one or two photos where somebody might be scrolling through and they see it from a certain angle and a certain it's light. Sold. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sold. They picture yep. themselves in the lifestyle or in that vehicle. All yep. it takes is one, but the more you have, the better chances you have of hitting that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like selling a watch. A watch on a table is great, but see a watch on a hairy arm like mine, and I'm like, oh, man, that's going to look like on me. I'm into it. <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so moving on, um, I want to get into our quick weekly segment. Um, I want to start with Derek this week. Derek, what is your pick of the week for cars ending in the next seven days? Don't you dare steal my car. Well, uh, you you guys are probably not surprised at all. Uh, I have two just in case, but the first one that came to mind, the uh, 2001 BMW 740iL. Yep. Okay. Um, yep, that makes sense. Makes, yeah, checks out. Makes two sense. reasons. One, I don't want to pigeonhole you as a luxury car guy, but you definitely too late. You definitely have a luxury car preference, I would say. You heard it here first. It depends. Derek, yeah. Luxury car guy. Yep. Pigeonholed. Um, but that's also a BMW that's part of the Bond franchise, which is your true yep. calling in life. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they definitely go hand in hand. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's it, it, it's an extended wheelbase model. It's not the 750 from Tomorrow Never Dies, but um, it's an extended wheelbase model. Same wheels, same big body German luxury car, you know. So uh, yeah. to me, it's just a modern classic. It's only got 47,000 miles That's, on it. I was just Even about better. to point that it's out. On, it's on the M Parallel Sport it, wheels. It's so good. Those it's wheels. A, like, a, like a brandy wine color yes. with a tan leather. It's it's a it's, nice it's car. It's good. I concur. Um, I'm currently in the market for a daily and I would definitely buy this car to drive every day. Unfortunately, it's, it's out of my price nice. range. But uh, it's definitely, uh, even at its current bid, it's still out of my price yeah, range. As, I'm, I'm, I'm on the cheap market right now. But <laughs> as, as much as we'll make fun of you for being the luxury car guy, that is a gorgeous car. I won't oh, make yeah. fun of being a luxury car guy. There's other cars that That's he likes true. that we're not going to talk about right now. But you'll, you'll pigeonhole me for it, but I'll you won't make fun you, of me. No, because I am also a luxury car guy. Don't forget, I drive Toyota Cressidas. <laughs> I'm a man of stature and style. Come on now. Kidding, obviously. He said that with his pinky up. I did. Um, Jeff. What's your pick of the week? Okay. So, uh, me being me, um, this is the part where I say Mopar or no car. Um, I like the uh, 1968 Dodge Coronet RT. 
convertible. That is a pretty car. It is a Hemi orange car with a matte black hood, which in this day and age would just be called the blacktop package. If you go to a Mopar dealer, get the same thing. Is that what they call it now? Yes, it's I don't like blacktop that. package. So like when you buy Hellcats and RTs and all that, that's the blacktop package. But it's a 446 back car. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's it's absolutely it's a four speed manual gorgeous. Car too. Huh? I mean, it's I mean, it's it's the best of everything. Yeah, it's a manual. It's, it's a Hemi yeah. orange Mopar car, convertible with a black top. With a the only thing that make it better is that Hemi orange was backed up by a Hemi under the hood. But it's a 446 right. pack, which is like I like the 440. It's probably a more drivable car than the Hemi anyway. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so that's a, that's a totally different discussion. It's also going to keep it in a completely different price point than a Hemi car. So we'll, yeah. we'll live with it. Yeah. A, any convertible with a Hemi is a uh, is a is a, a expensive proposition nowadays. So a 446 pack car is going to perform almost as well, be a lot more drivable, uh, and it's got three carburetors. How cool is yes. that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. finding those. I, I've heard some stories about like finding those, you know, in various flea markets and things. It's not a very easy thing to do. So to get a car with a six pack setup already is yes, awesome. Yeah, it's very especially cool, especially with these beautiful photos at a marina. So I have a pick today. Um, mm-hmm. It was hard because there's like five cars on the website that I would buy immediately if I had the cash. If I, I wouldn't buy immediately. I'd wait for the auction to end and put in the right. highest bid. But <laughs> five cars in which I would do that if I had the money to do so. But there is a 1963 Chevy Impala SS. Um, it's a project. It's not perfect, but it's complete. And while there's no documentation, all signs point to it looking like a true SS car with a true four-speed. Mm-hmm. It's got the bucket seats, the console, the four-speed, the 327. It's a neat color. It needs a little body work in the it's lower quarters. Already. It's sitting on some nice chrome craggers. It's a very complete project. And that is probably one of the you, best looking project cars. You could drive it as is. Yeah. I mean, go through it mechanically and make sure it's all all sound and ready to go and and live with the cosmetic issues that it has and just drive it as is. And I think that's gonna be a lot of bang for the buck. And I am that's my pick of the week. That ends in a couple of days, I think. So March 2nd, that one ends. That makes total sense. You go from Japanese sedans to picking an American sort of sedan family-ish car. Might well, there's no sedans on, there's no Japanese sedans on the, on the site currently. I'd That's have a hard true. time not picking that if there was true. one. If there was a Cressida on the site or a we already know. We big have Lexus to LS, you. have to actually that would be make it. a restriction. Be yeah. like, Brad, anything but Cressida. Anything but. Anything well, but. It'd be like if there was, was a 944 on there. The yeah, that's fair. For you. So. That's fair. That's fair. Or a... A 2003 Ford Thunderbird for you. Uh, you you outed me. <laughs> it's not an out. Listen, there's a th- those cars have a rabid following. Um, there's no there's no negative connotation outside of us razzing you a little bit. They're, they're uh, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what what can I say? I just love the style of those. I just you know wish they had a little more headroom. In, in and your oof. defense, we, again, we agreed with you. We like the BMW a lot. It's a really nice car. 100%. So. I would I would pick it if that El Camino, the Impala wasn't there, or the uh, No Reserve El Camino. Yeah, I like the, I like the, the muscle car. I like the Hemi, the Mopar yeah. cars. Yeah. I love Mopar muscle. Out of curiosity, what was your second choice? The 79 Mercury Capri. Ah, oh, yeah. I like that one as well. That's yeah, a valid choice. That has got some work to it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a valid nice choice. The non-Mustang Mustang. It's the thinking man's Mustang. The yeah. The thinking yeah. man's Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that because we have a Mustang in, our, in, 
we own a Mustang. Right. So I can make fun of myself by saying that. I'm not calling out every mm-hmm. Mustang owner as the not thinking man, but the Capri is the thinking man's Mustang. <laughs> it's neat. It's got these big like box flares on it and I just love them. They're cool. It yeah. It doesn't have the bubble hatch of the later Capris, which are even no. cooler, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely drive it. It's a first-year car, too. I think 79 is the first year of the Fox body or 78? I think 79, yeah. I think it's the first year it's, for that design. And it's, yeah, it's just a little different. You know, it's got, um, it's, I mean, everybody's used to seeing Fox body Mustangs. And, you know, this has definitely got some of the visual DNA, but it's just a little different. That's that's what I've always liked about these. Yeah, yeah, 79 is the first year, so that's good. Anyway. Yeah, I like that one. I think that's going to wrap up our episode today, gentlemen. Um, do you want to direct people to your social media, Jeff? Where can they find you? Um, yeah, well, again, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Jalopy Jeff. Um, I would like to think I'll be the first one that comes up. So, probably will. Yeah, probably so. will. Derek, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, especially at There Will Be Cars. And uh, this is great timing because I just a few days ago released my video review of the 2021 Ford Bronco Badlands with the Sasquatch package. Excellent. Excellent. And I think next week, uh, once you've had, because you're currently in a brand new Civic SI six-speed manual in a super cool orange color. Yeah. It's I think we'll color. have to have a conversation about that car uh, and maybe compare it to its competitor you drove a couple weeks ago. Yeah. No, probably the, the, the Corolla, Corolla Apex. Apex. Yeah. I would, I would the compare class. it to the... the Camry's Camry not size in terms up. of right, but just I don't think in terms of like cross, styling. Yeah, I don't I think, think anybody's cross dropping an SI Honda and a Camry yeah. TRD. Right, but yeah. I, I, I Maybe, just I like we'll talk about all three. We'll talk about all three. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah that's I got plenty of notes on them. Sedans. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about me, all three. Me being the uh, sports car, Listen, we love vintage cars here too. Sedans are just all the same to me. I'm sorry. Yep, you're wrong. There's a place in the world for sedans. Right, I love them. My social media is TSISS350 on Instagram and Auto Off Topic on Instagram. So you can also find us here at autohunter.com, mm-hmm. Auto Hunter on Instagram, Auto Hunter on Facebook. And I don't think we have anything else. Is there? Is that it for Auto Hunter social media at the moment? I, I wanted to say on uh, Facebook, uh, look up Auto Hunter Auctions. Okay, excellent. I. I did have that in my notes and I didn't have my notes in front of me like I should because I was looking up the last year of the or the first year of the Fox Body <laughs> platform. So I did miss that. So guys, Auto Hunter Auctions on Facebook, but it's just yes. Auto Hunter on Instagram, I think. I think so, yes. yes. Excellent. So find us there. Uh, thanks for listening to Drive the Bid. We'll see you again in a week. Until then. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Or at least, hopefully you're not watching. Hopefully you're listening. Good point. Yeah. Especially if they're driving. Sorry, Don't stare at your radio the whole time when yeah. you're driving. Oh, yeah. Thanks for yeah. listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> all right. Talk to you all later. Bye.